Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left, episode 78, where everything is happy all the time. In this terrifying fucking dystopia of the boys' level of awfulness, uh, I am your host, Chris, and with me in this dark timeline is Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Chris, please, please be gentle today. Please, please. And, and, and I can't. I can't. The world isn't gentle. The world is a fucking cesspool, and the only person who's going to help navigate these muddied shit-filled waters is the Reverend Dr. K. <laughs> good evening, everyone. I think we're going to make it hurt real good. Oh, we're gonna, it's going to hurt. So... Everything's awful, obviously. Um, obviously, the Supreme Court took away rights from over half the country. Uh, all the liberals who swore they would riot if that happened haven't. And nothing has been done. Um, nothing has happened at all. There's been, I mean, damn near no civil unrest except people holding fucking signs. I think um, they were furiously making pussy hats. Yeah. No, no, that was like three years ago. Pussy hats are over. It's, oh, was just, sorry. Yeah, they didn't work then either. No, now, now, now it's, it's white women yeah. putting videos of people of color who are committing property damage during protests online so they can get rounded up by the fucking cops. Oh, because that's ACAB, nice. Because ACAB is the peace police too, people. And this is why people of color don't want to fucking protest with white people, and I don't fucking blame them. Yeah, I don't blame them one bit. But uh, speaking of, uh, of SCOTUS fucking everything up, uh, Kay, I heard there was a little something you wanted to talk about real well, quick. Well, so SCOTUS apparently likes to, to, uh, to pray with the uh, the leader, what is it, the Liberty Council. Nibiner? I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that last name. Uh, but she was actually being interviewed by a, uh, a live streamer who goes by the name of Connie IRL and was caught on a hot I wonder what her name is mic. in real life. Oh, probably Connie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the last name that she probably, she keeps very secret. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't take 10 seconds of Googling to find out. Connie, I heart Jesus. White Jesus. Sorry, hold on. White Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, she owning was... white Jesus. Nineber. Anyway, so Nineber was being Anyway, the gender by... fascist. Yeah, the gender fascist uh, was being interviewed by uh, Connie IRL. And she made a comment when she thought was off, for, off the record and was caught by, with a hot mic, uh, basically saying... Uh, we're the only people that do that. Connie says, uh, you actually pray with the Supreme Court justices. And she says, I do. So the the real scandal here is not that that this woman prays with SCOTUS in, in chambers. It's that this person is the, the ministry leader uh, for the Liberty Council. The Liberty Council is one of the, uh, the, the groups that brings all kinds of uh, uh, cases to the Supreme Court, uh, specifically uh, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. And uh, as we all know, that that's the case that SCOTUS has ruled on for Roe v. v. Wade. And uh, they are cited in the amicus brief by SCOTUS by the Liberty Council. Um, So, you know, Maybe they have a little bit to say there, a little bit of sway where they shouldn't. I mean, I guess I I completely agree with you. It's bullshit. It's egregious. It's obviously a conflict of interest, but it's like, 
Clarence Thomas's wife tried to overthrow the fucking government last year yeah. in a coup. I'm not surprised. Like, Brett Kavanaugh's bills got paid by private interest groups as he was getting brought onto the Supreme Court. Uh, Gorsuch shouldn't have even fucking been there to begin with. And the last three picks literally came from a private firm called the Heritage Foundation that funded Trump. I agree. It's outrageous, but it's like, eh. I, I just think it's par for the course. It's <laughs> like, all this, the Supreme Court has completely lost its way for partisanship and for and for payment. Oh, absolutely. It, the thing was is for me is that it wasn't very widely reported, and the only place that I was really able to find it uh, was actually in Rolling Stone magazine, uh, or excuse me, on Rolling Stone web news. Rolling Stone is actually the one who broke the article. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that that's where it came from? That's where yeah. anybody else that reported it actually got Had the information from. from yeah. Is from them, but it wasn't hugely reported on. Period. It was. It's been kind of overlooked, and I think it's just kind of par for the course in terms of uh, what SCOTUS has been doing and the conflict of interest that we see throughout. It, it's just it's more damning evidence that everyone seems to just ignore. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just can't. Like, there's just, I don't know. It's it's like hearing that Hitler took a bribe. It's like, well, yeah, but sure. It's like we, we kind of got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Especially, I mean, not just in general, but with the Supreme Court. Like, I yeah. think, like, it's not like there are other things we should be focusing on yeah. than their, their preying like, habits. Yeah, two years ago, this would have been mind-blowing, earth-shattering bullshit news. But yeah. now, like, again, Boris Johnson. Prime Minister of the UK, right, has, is yeah. stepping down. He is resigning yes. as Prime he, Minister. He resigned. Because, and his fuck-up was, a guy who uh, couldn't stop committing sexual assaults on, on women, and men, I believe, actually, too. Uh, yeah, um, two men. Yeah, yeah, two men. Uh, he was committing sexual assault by groping people, and uh, they kicked him out. And then the party brought him back. And again, this wasn't just Boris Johnson. The entire Tory party brought him back. Yeah. And then he went and molested another dude. And uh, so now, and, and but that was after Boris Johnson elevated him back to a high position after the party brought him back. Yeah. And so now everyone's pissed off. I don't know why, because they already, they already brought him back. And Uncle Touchy got too much, and uh, Boris Johnson's falling on the sword. It's like, that's the world we live in, where, like, Boris Johnson, who's arguably one of the worst politicians in the UK, went, ah, I fucked up. All right, I'm out. And then you go across the pond and it's like, oh, here's the news. The Supreme Court that is single-handedly handing the government to fascism is also praying with their crazy fucking religious nutjob clients. And you're just like, yep, that's, that tracks. That's, that's what happens on this side of the Atlantic. I guess. I mean, well, it also ties in a little bit with with one of the stories I was going to cover, which I think there's a marriage here that I think one point leads to there. It's not the point you were driving home, Kay. But one of the things I wanted to bring up was, you guys I think have heard this already, but Lauren Boebert came out this week and basically was just like, no, fuck separation of church and state. We don't want it. I don't want it. I'm tired of it. It's bullshit. Throw it out. And I'll get more into detail about the facts of that, but I think it speaks to another issue here, it's it's once upon a time there was some semblance, I think, of separation of church and state. But that started eroding during the Red Scare 50 years ago, 60 years ago. God damn, 70 years ago. That's when the yeah. Red Scare started. Fuck. 
And it's just been slowly running. And now they're just not afraid to just be out with it. And again, I, if you're religious, you're allowed to pray. I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not saying that part is the problem. But when it's so obvious that your religion is driving your decision making, I mean, of course they're all praying together with this psychopath Nazi chick. You know, of course they are because they're, they're making decisions based on law and reason and logic. They're making, de- they've already made a decision based on their religion. And then they're using the law from like 1806 by a guy who prosecuted was during their Salem witch trials, burning women at the stake to, to back up their religious beliefs. That's what's happening here. And yeah. with the Lauren Boebert thing, you know, she's kind of, it's one more instance of the right saying the quiet part loud. You know, they don't care about the Constitution. Now, Lauren Boebert is an idiot. We already know that. Now, I'm going to paraphrase her quote. I don't want to read the whole thing here. But the bottom line, what she's saying is she's tired of it. She thinks religion should be driving government. She said that wasn't what the founding fathers wanted. And that separation of church and state was in a letter. Now, what for those of you that don't know, she's technically correct. And in this case, it is absolutely not the best kind of correct. So the words separation of church and state came from a letter Thomas Jefferson wrote when he was describing what the First Amendment was supposed to do. And he described it as building a wall of separation between the church and the state. Now, that is accurate. However, when you're talking about the First Amendment specifically, we're talking about the Establishment Clause. And it says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or preventing the exercise thereof, free exercise thereof. And what that means, what the actual verbiage in the Constitution means, is the government is not going to have its own state religion. It's not going to recognize any one religion over another. But it's also not going to prevent any individual from practicing whatever religious beliefs they hold true. That is what the Establishment Clause does. That is what every person who even has a bit of ability to critical think who's read it understands it. That's what all scholars, lawyers, politicians, that's what it means. Now, Lauren Boebert doesn't understand this because she's a religious nut job and a psychopath. And again, she doesn't care about the Constitution. And somebody somewhere told her that the words separation of church and state weren't a part of it. It was written in a letter. And so now she's railing against the First Amendment because what the right really wants is a fascist theocracy. That's what they're going for. A white nationalist fascist theocracy. That's their main goal. Where the, the, and it's not even the Christian right. What it really is is evangelicals, right? They're the ones leading this charge. They're the ones in all the positions of power. And you aren't going to convince me that if tomorrow they all took control, they wouldn't immediately start burning Christians at the stakes as heretics or Catholics at the stakes as heretics. Like once they're done getting rid of every brown person and atheist that are on this planet, they're going to turn on each other. I mean, it's an aside, but that's what I believe. But it, it speaks to the problem that we have here. And, you know, Kay and I especially, and, and Chris too, I don't want to single you out, but I think this has always been more of a hot button issue for Kay and I is mm-hmm. we despise religion in all its forms. And seeing this perverse, I don't even have a word for it, overshadowing of everything with this crazy fascist religious bullshit, 
it bothers us. I think that's one of the things that probably drove Kay to, to research this article too. If I'm, I'm if I know Kay as well as I think I do on this topics, I mean, yeah. I know the the fact that you know they're in bed with with a lobbyist. I think is is prominent too, but. Religion is the source of all this, and I'm not going to sit here and make the argument that religion. I want to. Gonna... I want to go ahead and rebuttal that. It, it's not because you don't see this in Germany, France, the Netherlands, hell, even fucking Russia, China. Like, name me other countries where you see this shit happen. This is an American issue. Religion is a farce, and I am not religious, and I am also not of the idea that organized religion is terrific. I don't hate it to the extent that you guys do. But that's just a matter of personal preference. But it's not religiosity. It's American religiosity. Eh. That's the issue. Because, again, no. you, go to fucking, you go to Germany with this bullshit, it doesn't fly for half a second. But, none of, okay, and again, what I will agree with is that U.S., the way it treats religion, is different than other countries. But you're but talking most about of these, this, this, this Christo-centered But, but your, your example is far more secular than this country is. Like, that's the thing. That's why it doesn't track. Are there religious people in Germany? Absolutely. But the country as a whole and most of Europe is far and away way more secular than the United States is. Yeah, okay, but look at the UK. The UK is actually almost as religious as we are. No, they have a state religion, but again, they they do not. No, you look religion. at the percentage of people in the UK who adhere to a Christian faith is percentage-wise, almost on par with the U.S. Yes, and the way they treat that faith is far more secular. And I'm, exactly. I'm using the wrong verbs. And, but that that is my point. It, you're saying religion is the problem because a group of people in Europe don't take their religion as anywhere near as seriously as the people in the U.S. do. And I'm saying, yeah, okay, that's fine, but religion is still the problem. I don't know no, how you and, and, stop... I, I, I'm saying, you're saying a building is on fire and gasoline is the problem. I'm saying, no, it's the guy who picked up gasoline and set your building on fire. Because the guy who's pumping it into a Chevy down the street not hurting anybody with it isn't... It, gasoline's doing fine over there. The problem is somebody picked up a can, like a fucking moron, and burned your house down. And in America, we have a whole bunch of morons using religion to bring about their own level of despotic rule. And you don't have that over there, even though you have the same religions. And so it's like, if it is true here, but not here, 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 well, then what's the common denominator between the two? Because the common denominator is not religion. The common denominator is American citizens. And Americans are trash. I, I think, honestly, that the rest of the world has gone through has gone through where they have had those times of religious extremism and they have come out on the other side. So they they honestly see religion as something very different than we do here in the United States. We carry a a massive amount of, for no better term, zealots. People that believe this to their core or they are so indoctrinated that they can't think any other way. And they feel like because their religious leaders are telling them that they must make everyone else exactly the same as them. And I think that that happens at a much higher rate here in the United States. I still believe that religion is the problem. Why? Why do you single out religion? Because you can because make the if, same argument for every right-wing bullshit thing Americans do. Well, what, and, and, what is the church? How is the church different than a Blue Lives Matter flag? 
So, so let me. I don't think. Let me religion say it real quick. The like, what's the part, difference there? But, but again, I want I want to qu- clarify something, and I don't know if if Kay meant to say there's not. I don't think mm. religion is the only problem. Oh, I don't think I didn't say I, that. I, 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 okay, I just but want to no make sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but it seemed like issue, you thought that's what saying, we were saying. You're saying the, but you're saying religion is the is the cornerstone problem, and no, it's yes. a foundational problem. That's I, I, I think it is. I think it is partially the the, yeah, the whole, cornerstone issue. Yeah. Um, because if we didn't have, and, and I'm not talking about. So hold on, let me back up one second. Okay. When we t- when I talk about religion, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about all religions. I'm talking about the the church here in the United States that has such a uh, an invested interest in protecting itself. You're talking about American so, Christians, right? Specifically, American Christian church. Yeah. Yes. That religion, because we don't see Jews trying to do the same thing that we do, we, that we see the Baptists and the Christians and the, the, you know, yeah. no, 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 other no, 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 no. zealots. Like, we don't see the Muslims. Like no we don't see that. any of the we other you're religions. you're talking about American Christians. Okay. So the problem is, is that it, that Christianity, depending on who you ask, is not necessarily the problem. It's the way that we view religion in this country because we haven't gone through those same issues that Europe and the rest of the world really went through with those religious zealots much earlier in their history. Uh, but now, we're, we're now we did go through cultures. some. What's but that? Americans are the product of those European cultures that went through. We're a colony of Europe. Uh, and I understand that, but no, but okay, but hold on. The like, but we're yes, we're a colony of Europe, a colony that was founded on literally the worst religious zealous in Europe. Absolutely, like, but then, Europe kicked them that's... out because they were too extreme. Yes. So then again, it sounds like the problem here is the people. Like that's the issue. It's the culture. Because again, if you took if religion, if you rubbed a genie lamp, right, and tomorrow poofed all Christian religion away from the United States, you would find a whole bunch of fucking right-wing Hindus being absolute pieces of shit all over this fucking country. It would be the new redneck face because it has nothing to do with religion. If it did, people would actually read the fucking Bible, but they don't. They have no interest in a peace-loving carpenter who hated Warren Banks. They so, so religion isn't a factor in agenda. oppressing homosexuals in any other country. Religion isn't a factor in oppressing the rights of gay people in any other country. Religion isn't a factor in abortion. Yeah, in it any is. Man, right, you go to fucking Uganda. Holy shit! But that—that's my point. Like that, these the the specific issues that are that religion is always used as the reason for doing them. It's not unique to the U.S. Yes, and that, gasoline is often used in arson. Like, because it's a tool of shitbags, is my point, is that the religion isn't causing this. It is not the source of this. The source is that we have right-wing shitbags, and they use religion as a tool. I mean, in all honesty, do you really fucking think that a lot of these super religious fucking... And now, again, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert, they actually might be fucking true believers. Who knows? Because they are so fucking far out there, it's possible. But do you really think the conservative Christian caucus of the Senate actually fucking believes any of that shit no no they use no it's it as a tool to but, fire their base but again i'm not suggesting that i'm not talking about the right-wing leadership here the right-wing leadership you know, fuck i agree with you they use religion and money as a means to control okay, the masses fine we'll talk about the mouth readers in alabama fine like but, let, let's take that out of the equation what i'm saying is if if, to, if you had two possibilities right you had a genie lamp and you either 
a religion disappeared tomorrow, but all the right wing jackasses were the same. They didn't have their religion anymore. Or you could make right wing jackassery fascism disappear, but keep Christianity. Which one do you think would actually lead to a better America? Because if you got rid of the fucking right wing nut jobs and kept Christianity, you wouldn't have a problem. Well, you wouldn't have nearly the problem you have now. Because religion is, even by the low people, they don't care about their fucking religion. They care about the status quo. Because it's not a right-wing problem. Okay, it's centrists who will vote against abortion rights and homosexual rights. It's middle ground people that believe that. It's any like it's not just a problem of the right. Like religion infects and destroys everything. It's okay, the, but it's, hold on, real it's, quick. In America, Episcopals, Lutherans, Methodists, Presbyterians all have gay clergy, do gay marriages. So no, those are some of the largest Christian churches in the country that do not oppress gay people. So you again, it's like by saying that, no, it's individuals. It's the fucking, if you want to break it down by churches, it's like, no, it's the Catholic church and the Baptist church and like the fucking Missouri Synod assholes and those guys. And again, I'm not trying to stand up for religion in any way, shape or form, but I just believe it's a fucking scapegoat. Like there was, there was, I don't even like South Park, but there was an episode they did where religion went away and literally there were giant, massive homicidal wars over math equations. Because people will be shitbags, and religion is the excuse. And if you take away the excuse, they will find a new one. And I, again, I don't agree. I, I just don't. Um, these kinds of things are indoctrinated from the time you're born. And I, I, I do believe that their religion is is how they can justify it. But... It's it's just centuries and centuries of this thing being the source of all this yeah. evil. And again, I am not. I am. I am not suggesting that if we got rid of every religion tomorrow, all of a sudden we'd be kumbaya across the board. That is not. No, my I don't argument. think you are. I know. Okay, so let's be clear. However, I think you would absolutely if everyone if religion was just gone and everyone just decided oh this is fucking stupid and 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 this is no way to live our lives there would be an absolute cultural shift there would so wait so let me get this i just want to get your argument straight that the reason why religion is the cornerstone for these problems is because we have a culture that indoctrinates people from an early age to believe in these shitty teachings and then carry them forth into adulthood to be shitty adults religion is the based on this religion the religion is the is one of the cornerstones of okay okay hold on hold on on. let me rephrase so so you can understand Kay's the one that said cornerstone. I think religion is one of the bigger problems. It's not alone. Like, that's why you can't just be like, if you just get rid of this one thing, all of our problems are going to magically... It's it's a bunch of things. The stuff you're talking about is part of it too. Okay. What religion does is you take this book written thousands of years ago, and what it tells you is that if you don't follow this, you're doomed to eternal damnation. All right. You will or you will not be able to live eternally with your magical skymen. Because again, depending on the text, not all of them have believe in a hell. But there's always some promise of paradise. There's always either a carrot or a stick at the end of your life that tells you if you don't follow this and believe everything that this book is saying, you don't get you either get the stick or you don't get the cookie. And when you've wrapped, and when you when you are convinced of this, all right, it it breeds this ability to completely throw out any logic and reason, and that is something that I I don't think there's any like there's a, when you 
pull that out when, from when, when young age when you are not indoctrinated to to not critically think. I think it changes the way you view the world. And yes, I think it does. but that's not because of religion. I agree with you. It's indoctrination. But how is that any different than the Hitler youth taking kids and convincing them that there is a white genocide taking away the Aryan people and they just need fucking living and breathing room? And how is that any different than America standing children up in classrooms? The and dude making... used the Catholic Church to do it. Like Hitler Hold used the, like I don't believe he thought he believed in God, but he used he used Christianity and Catholicism to indoctrinate people to his side. Um, that is historically incorrect. Hitler used Catholicism as one of his many, many, many tools for a very brief time. Hitler actually uh, was anti-religion uh, through the height of the Third Reich. He used that in the very beginning to make sure when he was rising to power that the Pope didn't dis- didn't go against him. That was it. He made a one-time thing saying, okay, I won't persecute Catholics. And then as soon as he was in power, he also persecuted Catholics. He threw it right out the window. He did not, the Catholic Church was not part of the rise of Nazism at all. And again, standing kids up, fucking first grader, how are you going to stand a six or seven-year-old up in a classroom Make them recite a pledge of allegiance to a flag. And what do you think causes our insane amounts of fucking ridiculous amount of patriotism here? It's that shit. And it's all indoctrination. I agree. Churches completely do that. Churches indoctrinate children and they put forth a line of faith. Again, we're talking about right-wing churches, especially, that put forth this faith that if you don't agree with this thing, you're going to fucking hell. And and it's and it's all of that. But so does every other right-wing conservative hate group there is. And that includes the U.S. government. Anything that indoctrinates people and tells them you're with us or you're against us and the, the person you have to hate is that guy over there because he's not part of the special fucking club. That's what it is. And I hate to break it to you. That's what Jews used to do, too. Hindus did that. Muslims did that. There's not a religion in the world that hasn't, but even atheistic nations and cultures have done that. The Soviet Union did that shit. They were a complete atheist. The, the Chinese government still does that. The amount of propaganda, brainwashing, and indoctrination the Chinese government does to its own people. And they are an outright atheistic government and, and don't even allow religion in their country. And they have the same shit going on, in a lot of cases worse than ours. So that's what I say. It's like, to say, like, this is the fault of religion or religion is one of the root causes of this? No. People being indoctrinating shitbags are the cause of it. And religion is one of the easiest tools the only to time wave over the eyes of the masses. And, and again, there is no better tool for, for converting somebody who's a religious shitbag to a not religious shitbag than getting them to realize that their religion is shit. I'm sorry. Most of the people that have stopped being shitty religious people and moved on to the better religions, it's because they looked at the religion and be like, you know what? I don't like any of this shitty stuff that makes me a bad person. I'm just going to cherry pick the good shit and move on. Yeah, and the best way to get people to stop being Nazis was to show them footage of the concentration camps. What's How's that different? You show people that the organization they are swearing to is absolutely garbage, and it will help get them out of the organization. I'm saying it's not unique to religion, and I think the reason I fight this and so hard is I think everything you're comparing – no, and I think everything you're comp- using to compare it is just another form of religion. Like, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. That's all it is. So by, by your definition, any form of religion is simply an indoctrinated, strongly held belief, which is fine, but then stop saying religion. Say indoctrinated, strongly held beliefs because there's a difference. A religion, religion, isn't, religion isn't an indoctrinated, isn't an indoctrinated, strongly held belief. Wait, is what? Religion isn't an indoctrinated, strongly held belief. Yes. Okay. So it's patriotism. So, 
Great. I, I don't disagree with that, but it's like you're getting so def- like defensive because we shit on religion so much. And it's, it's not like, defensive. I don't. It's because religion becomes a straw man. It becomes a thing to attack rather than the actual core belief is we have a fucking fascism problem in this country. And that is why it is happening because there are Christians and Jews and Hindus and Muslims all over the fucking world that don't and do this shit. And there are plenty of people that, aren't, that don't qualify by any definition of fascism that still believe in the bullshit re- religious shit that, that convinces them that gay people are bad and that – uh, you know, homosexuals need to be killed and that women don't deserve rights to their bodies. Like, again, this is what I'm talking about. It's like you're saying that the fascist, and again, I agree fascism is another, is probably the biggest one. I will give you that. But to say that religion isn't a strong component sided with this. I never said or, that. Or, I said it wasn't the cause. So, or to, and it's not the yeah. root of the problem. But again, we didn't say it wasn't the root. Of, I wasn't. I was never arguing that it was the root of the problem. I, I, okay, again, I, okay. Uh, but again, I said uh, I used your word and said that it was one of the cornerstones. I did yes, not say, and, that and it I was disagree the with that. Absolute. I I did not say that it was the absolute cause specific. Okay. But, see, but this if it's is a why cornerstone, this, then it is, is one of the main causes. And this is why I, I wanted to believe that it is one of the main reasons. Okay, so we have established that. I fucking disagree. Like, why okay. is that? Just because I disagree with your point, guys, does not mean I don't fucking comprehend it. You're saying religion is a root cause of these issues. And I'm saying religion is a tool of shitbags, not a cause. The cause is the fucking shitbags. This I, country I, I, was founded by deists who hated religious doctrine. And yet they are quoted as if they are prophets. You want to talk about a holy text? Talk to a right winger about the fucking Constitution. They'll hold it closer. They'll hold the Bible. It can't be changed. It's the holy fucking text. No, it's not. It's a piece of paper written by raping slave owners. Fuck the Constitution and fuck everyone who wrote it. But, it, but that's become the American religion. But but again, so, and this is why I tried to interrupt you before, Kay, because I knew this is the road we were going to go down. No, I don't think it's the cornerstone. No, I don't think it's the root cause. I do think it's big part of the problem and needs it needs to end. I don't think that like, but I'm not advocating. Let's be clear here. I, I don't believe like the Stalin tactics. Like, the reason that the Soviet Union didn't have wasn't a religious government is because Stalin was very anti-religion and wanted to stomp it out. That's a stupid fucking way to do it because all you're going to do is create an oppressed class of people that are going to bell and 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 you're gonna have you know black market religious books and things like that i'm not i want religion gone i don't want religion stamped out by government but i absolutely agree that that i i absolutely believe that religion is part of this i absolutely believe a good person can become religious and become one of the worst fucking pieces of shit that's ever walked this course because of what they read in the book and believe to be true we literally had an ex-cop on this show telling us how good people go into the cop Going to the police department, get indoctrinated, become the worst people in the world. That's not a religion. That's indoctrination of fucking fascists. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I, and and again, that is the I, issue. I, I, again, it's it's this. It ends up being the same thing. Anytime you can convince somebody to believe shit without evidence, which police officers do, government does, religion does. Anytime that you get the person to do that. That is going to cause the shit that we have now. And religion is one of the biggest acute, biggest guilty parties of doing that on the planet. Sure. I'm not saying it'll go away with religion, but a big chunk of it will disappear if religion disappears tomorrow. That is my argument. All right. So, all right, everybody. So we're back. So we had to take a five minute break. Uh, and then that five minute break became 30 seconds because Chris came back until it's a joke. And then we all started laughing and I'm crying from laughter right now. 
And so we're all friends again. And so, so what the you bottom missed, line is, I uh, made I made a shitty statement. <laughs> Chris challenged me on it. We could do a giant it. argument over nothing, <laughs> and we took yeah. a break. And I yeah. couldn't. Pay. Just, yeah. Ugh. And because we're three dudes, all you needed was a good peer fart joke, and everything's back to normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. Men are sophisticated, classy, and intelligent. Bathroom humor. Gender. That's it. Yeah. That's all we yeah. need is bathroom and, humor. And, so bathroom humor, and, and the take home lesson is: if we're going to make an argument amongst the three of us. We need to make sure it's a solid, cohesive argument, and that we understand the definition of an argument. I, I before I, we make I, it. I swear <laughs> to Christ, I will pull out the Oxford <laughs> Dictionary at a moment's notice. All right. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I I needed that. The shit we're about to talk about is so heavy that I, we needed to do that. That was the only way we were going to survive this shit. Because, uh, well. All right, everybody. Deep breath. <sighs> but people can agree on is election rules. So in Moore versus Harper, which is the case at the Supreme Court right now, which I think they're deciding tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't they, fucking care anymore. I, no, I, no, anyway, and more v. Harper started basically. It was all about adopting a voting map based on census data, and then of course it changed from Republican to Democrat. Shit got super bad. But here's where, it, and then that is the details of how it became part of the case actually don't matter for once. Usually that's a, a linchpin, but it's really not. One of the biggest issues is that the the Republican legislators have like filed emergency appeals with the Supreme Court to basically try to halt court orders, that kind of thing. And the, the long and the short of it is they want to basically allow state government officials to be able to nullify elections. And this is fucking terrifying. And like the, the big question that was actually presented by the uh, the offense, by the, by, the, by the plaintiffs, and this is a quote I'm going to read for you, is whether a state's judicial branch may nullify the regulations governing the manner of holding elections for senators and representatives prescribed by the legislature thereof. And just that, and there's two parts of this, but the first part right there is basically saying whether a state's judicial branch may nullify regulations governing. It's like they're basically saying the state court should be able to just take away all protections for free and fair elections. And here's the second part and replace them with regulations of the state's court's own devising. So the courts and the legislature can just start make up their own rules mid election. I mean, after election, results can come in. The courts and state officials can just decide they don't like the results and put their own. So, like, for instance, if this rule goes through, that would have put Donald Trump in power. Like, literally, if this had gone through SCOTUS before this last election, Donald Trump would be president because all it would take would be the swing states to say, no, we don't believe that and submit their own results and count the votes they want to count, which sounds hyperbolic. That's exactly what this is. This is election takeover. The the way that I th- the, that I heard it was actually that like the, during the presidential election is that once the electors were chosen, that they could basically just say, nope, we're not using your electors. We're going to use this other set of electors. Well, that is that's yes, part that and parcel. Correct. That's allowing yeah, that's, the yeah. judicial to just change the rules at whim. Yeah, that that was specifically the case in terms of the presidential election, but they could basically change any part at any time 
whenever they choose is what whenever they felt allow. like it. That yep. that's correct. So that that was the big strategy for trying to get Trump into power was basically just disallowing all the electors. Yeah, just that didn't do it anyway and fuck it. Getting rid of them, installing their own, and then making him president. Like that was the that was their strategy there, and because it didn't work, now they found oh well we've got the courts stacked. Why don't we just have the courts make it so we can do this next time? We've reached a point now, if a right winger doesn't win, their base is going to go along with it. Like that's the thing. That's the, I think it's not just scary that all those in power are trying to make this happen. It's the ones putting them in power that want this to happen. You know, they're ready to do it. They're armed. They're pissed off. Like how many of them that's what terrifies me. Like, that's the scary thing. And like, again, I, I promise I'm not trying to rehash anything, but this is where I think that kind of religion argument comes into where the kind of point I am is because it is kind of a faith-based thing where at a certain point, like you look at some of these guys at these rallies and they, this isn't just like, this isn't the lawmakers who are just trying to pull some bullshit, but these fucking, these fucking Cletus motherfuckers actually believe this. They think that the election was actually stolen, that pedophile, pizza-eating, cannibalistic Democrats are stealing their jobs and killing their babies, and JFK is going to come back from the dead and help Donald Trump come back to win the day. I mean, how many times have you seen this QAnon shit of, like, Donald Trump's actually in control of the government, and on April 15th, you'll see, and, well, actually got postponed to August 23rd, and, well, it'll be after the Super Bowl. Well, it's got to be after Black Friday. That's when he's coming back, and it's, it's always this, but they fucking believe it. They eat it up yeah. because, again, it's cognitive dissonance. These guys cannot fathom that this shithole belief they have could possibly be wrong. It's a slippery slope. Once, once, you, once you find one thing that you are willing to believe without evidence, that's where it starts. Amen, that's sir. that's the, like it, it. It's it's a domino effect. You believe one, and then you start having. In order to keep believing the one thing, you have to start accepting other things in order to make that real. And this is why prayer doesn't change death rates, but science does. Exactly. Well, and and it, cognitive dissonance is a hell of a thing. Like that ability that drug. people have. Well, the, the ability that of people to literally believe something that they know not to be true because they want it to be true, to me is absolutely insane. Like I try in, in things that I, I can mentally actually wrap my brain around to understand it wholly so that I can so that I can actually make a good judgment on it versus just what do I want to be true and correct? But it's the difference. And of they don't want that at right? all. They have no interest in what's true and correct. They have what's what feels good to them inside what they're indoctrinated for or yeah, indoctrinated we're, 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 to. We're just monkeys with running 240 volt. That's all we are. And being wrong feels bad. Like we're taught from a young age to feel shitty when we're wrong. And people naturally, humans, animals, don't want to feel shitty. They will do anything they can to not feel shitty. Well, and again, uh, uh, like think about this neurologically, right? We as humans have evolved to succeed by doing one thing and one thing really well. Working in small groups against a common foe. That is why we lived. It's why we killed the fucking Neanderthals. It's why there's no more fucking dodo birds. And it's why we have nukes. Human beings are really good at being clannish and tribal. And us we're really versus good at fucking procreating. them. We're That's not. Like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? Gestation of nine fucking months producing one kid that before modern medicine is a 50% chance of killing the mother? Humans are terrible at procreation. We just started cooking meat and killed everything else. Good point. <laughs> that was Fair cooking meat and growing larger brains. Well, that's the actually, only thing endurance is another thing. That, that's a yes. big one for the, us The fact well. that we endurance. can chase down a lot of prey, yeah. But wolves yeah. do the same thing, and they haven't taken over the world. Uh, opposable no, thumb. Yeah, it, it's, it's throwing a fucking spear over your shoulder which no other pre-civilized race could do. But the, this is becoming a biology show. The point is, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. is that our brains are so developed great. to be able to make snap judgments based on things we had learned. And that is really helpful when you're being chased by fucking tigers and you need to make sure that flower over there is fucking poisonous and don't trust Dave. Like, if those are the things you need to know to survive in your daily life, your brain is adopted to not make new synapses and pathways that, that contradict those things because those are essential for survival. They're core beliefs. And to go against them is stupid. It's folly. Because, again, if you already know that when your buddy goes and waves his arms a certain way, there's a fucking tiger in the bush and you better fucking run. Next time he does it, you're not going to be like, well, is it? Or was he swatting a fly? Because there's been a lot of flies this season. And I'm not really sure. No, you're going to fucking run. Because there's probably going to be a fucking tiger there. And that's how our brains have evolved. And now we have thumbs and cell phones and airplanes and fucking warheads. But we're still the same stupid fucking monkeys running from tigers. And so what that has given us is cognitive dissonance. Our brains do not want to accept beliefs that we hold dear. And it becomes literally painful. I mean, honestly, it's why people shut down if they're if they're trying to learn a topic they don't actually care much about. If you're not interested in something, it's why kids zone out when they're taught a subject they don't care. Like, STEM kids fucking love math and science and can't stand fucking literature. And literature weirdos fucking love literature. Like, it's just, it, that's just what it is. The topic you don't like, you don't want to because you don't have a vested interest. Your brain doesn't see that as essential. And so it becomes painful. You shut down. And that transfers right into our politics. It absolutely does. If you believe that Donald Trump is here to save Jesus and white babies... To think that that could possibly be wrong. This thing, going back to your argument, to kind of show where it is, your religion, your family, all those things that you hold dear, that you've been told, you've been indoctrinated since a child to believe in, could possibly be wrong. Your your brain says, fuck you, no way, and shuts down, will not accept. It's why QAnon works. QAnon is by anyone looking at QAnon who does not believe in, in republicanism would be like, that's batshit insane. That's that, that's flat earth, tinfoil hat nonsense. What the fuck are you talking about? But if you are desperately clinging to a belief and this thing validates that, you got a winner. Well, and that's why when you look at just policy. That was my like TED when talk. You take, yeah, no, that, and that was good. But when you look at just policy, that's the, everyone that talks about how the vast majority of this country is far more united than they are. You know, Andrew Yang's spiel that he's trying to tap into so desperately, but like his tweets are just... How about some genocide is a treat? (laughs) But like, (laughs) yeah, but his tweets are always just really half-assed and it looks like a 12-year-old who has no understanding of politics or philosophy tweets them out daily for him. It does, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he's tapping in, he's trying to tap into something legitimate because when you, when you take the politics and the clinicness out of it and you just start asking people, what do you want for the world? Like, wouldn't it be great if we had this, this system in place that everybody in the US got some money per month because we all pay into taxes and we got some of that back so we could just spend? 
People are like, you're going to find shit tons of right wingers. They're like, that's fucking awesome. And wouldn't it be great if you got all the healthcare you needed and it you didn't cost you a thing? Like you would see maybe a $5 a, a, a paycheck bump in your paychecks. That'd be fucking great. I heard that Mitt Romney's doing something like that. Yeah, yeah, he is. He was once upon a time. Like when you start doing it that way, we are far more united. But you see, the right wing leadership doesn't want that. Le- Democratic leadership doesn't want that. And so they they very easily find hot button issues to divide us. Like, and again, unfortunately, abortion is one of them. But it's also funny because how many right wingers suddenly get flip on these issues once it affects them? What was his name? Uh, Dick Cheney. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She came out and all of a sudden Dick Cheney, who's the super right wing conservative, was all of a sudden poor pro the LGBTQ community because once it affects them, they get it. But unfortunately, we can't make every right winger suddenly have a gay and tra- or trans kid. Like we just can't do it. I know, and it's, and it's fucking true. Like, and, and it's not all of them because there's plenty of right wingers who just throw their. In fact, most true wingers just throw the kids out. Oh yeah, they just right, Matt. But when there's a conversion, when there is a, a a light bulb moment, it's usually because it affects them personally, not because they actually grew a soul. That though, that's why these issues are. And going back to our discussion about abortion, and you suddenly want yeah. gave up, then you can change yeah, your yeah. mind. Like that. Exactly. Exactly. This goes back to kind of like, you know, why we're they're able to divide us and why Democrats don't give a shit about fixing Roe v. Raid because it wins them elections. Well, it has. I don't know how that, I really hope it doesn't win them shit this term. I really do. But that's how they're able to do it. That's why they don't fix any of the problems they claim to be in favor of fixing. That's why there's never going to be any significant changes to uh, gun regulations, even in the common sense stuff that we've talked about, because it's too easy to win elections on that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Dems will win elections based on the idea of banning AR-15s. They're never going to fucking do it. They'll put some half-assed bill out there that they know isn't going to pass and then blame Republicans. Yep. Like, that's what they'll do every single time. And Republicans are happy to let them do it because they'll fucking get the vote out because they'll be able to be like, look, Dems are trying to take your guns. And every fucking hillbilly Joe out there is going to come out and vote for Republican to save their guns. They do every election. You know, but when we're talking about systemic change, real change, like uh, uh, for the working class, that's the shit that would really, you know, unite people. If we could get a class war going. Where it was the working class Talk against the bourgeois? Me, I'm telling you, man. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm at, like oh, suddenly, 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 you're gonna see those differences dry up real quick because we got going back to that primal instinct. We got a common enemy. It's no longer the rich, the rich billionaires driving everything. It's no longer the people in power telling us what we need to fight about. It's us saying you need to give us this shit now, or we're gonna fucking murder you. Imagine how much shit would change overnight if we could do that. That's how we ended child labor and got overtime pay. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we just need to go tell everybody one by one a bunch of dick jokes. <laughs> it worked for us, right? Yeah. And well, and what we're doing right now isn't working. Yeah. At all. I'm not trying to have an I told you so, but it, it fucking kills me. It's just like, oh, well, we better get out there and hold this. Let me let's just let's just be real. The government doesn't fucking care about your sign. 
They don't give a fuck about your clever little sign. They don't care about your clever little protest or you marching in a street with a city permit, by the way. Um, Like, they just don't fucking care about it. And it's meant to keep you pacified. They don't care about white people marching for several miles and then going home to brunch. Why the fuck would the government give a shit about that? Have fun. All you've done is vent frustration and not burn down something they actually cared about. That is what matters. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice when you burn down a target, but really what we need to start doing is burning down the homes of elected officials. Like, yeah. uh, honestly, that that's really how you start doing it. We bring up France all the time. Like, I guarantee, like, if the people that showed up for the women's march, the first women's march, if that many people started showing up at the houses of every elected official. With Molotovs? With Molotov cocktails. I guarantee you some shit's going to change real quick. Hey, Molotov cocktails are only the tools of terrorists unless you're Ukrainian. And they're the tools of freedom. But if you put that Molotov cocktail on a piece of bamboo, then it's a tiki torch. And if you dress in a white shirt, then you're okay. Look, I don't I don't think we need to get that far into it. There's good people on both sides. Yep, we'll go with that. I, I knew it. it. It's where we're at. It's like, oh, if they, if they ever get rid of Roe v. Wade. We're all gonna fucking riot and change their minds. Like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, that, no, you're that not. never happened. No, that you're not. Happen. You're gonna you're gonna make a clever little fucking sign, and uh, and you're gonna you're fucking gonna march go around and get tired. Media, and you're gonna complain about it, and you're gonna or get host a podcast. You know, like your post, your 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 post, and yeah. I mean, but, that was nice though. Remember when the libs threatened to riot if they return Roe v. Wade? Like, yeah, I'm still, still waiting. waiting for you guys to do it. Still waiting for it, libs. Yeah, but here's the thing, and, and the real question is, no one's mad enough. Like, that's what yeah. it is. If there was a fucking yeah. riot right now happening for Roe v. Wade, would you two join it? Because you wouldn't. And that's, I get it. You have families and houses and stuff. But, like, so we're not mad enough. We as a culture are just not fucking mad enough. I would, but yeah. I've been mad as hell about this since the 90s. So, like, I, I, I am a zealot for this. So I'm not, a, I'm not a good litmus test for the average American, but you guys are. And the average American is pissed off, but not pissed off enough to do anything. They're pissed off to bitch about it, which is good. That's a start. We need to bitch more. We need to have these conversations in every single household, at every single fucking coffee shop. That's how revolutions start. That's a good thing. Talk about this. Don't talk about the newest episode of the fucking sitcom of the water cooler. Talk about how the government is fucking taking away your goddamn body autonomy and is ruining the world. Talk about how the country is descending into fascism. Talk about a Supreme Court, a, a panel of fucking unelected old people in robes have just decided what ghosts from 300 years ago meant. Bullshit. That is not the way to run a fucking country. It's not the way to run a goddamn chicken coop. It's bullshit and it's crap. It's not democracy. It's not even a republic. It's not even federalism. It's fucking. It's a fucking oligarchy. And it used to be an oligarchy and it's descending quickly into fascism. Have these conversations everywhere. But I got to tell you, when shit starts going down in your city, fucking join in. Numbers matter. They just fucking do. And, in t- and as long as you're going to stay on your parade route and wave a happy sign, the government's not going to give a fuck. They're not going to notice you. They're not going to fucking care. When you let cops kettle you into places, they're not going to fucking care. Start breaking shit. Start burning shit. Until For those that, of you wondering, them, kettling is where cops kind of hit you from all sides and kind of pin you into a boxed area so they can start arresting you. Mm-hmm. And most protest organizations have cops running them, or at least agents of cops running them, even the ones you love. Even the ones you love especially the ones you love. And they will lead you into being kettled all the time. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but most protest organizations, I have learned the hard way, don't care. And they are literally vents for people, so they don't actually cause some real shit. You know, at the end of the day, go to a coffee shop and learn theory with some communists, then go out into the street and actually start some shit with anarchists. 
That's the only way things are going to change. And until more Americans are willing to do that, we'll be here next week with more of this bullshit because that's all it's going to be. We are just going to watch this country descend down the pipeline until enough of you are mad and mad enough. And the stakes aren't high enough yet. People are comfortable. People have couches and televisions, running water, hot food. Their children are healthy. Like we haven't hit a point where people don't have, people have not enough to left to lose. We'll get there. The government is, 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 is putting every single ounce of fuel into the fire and counting down the number of generations it'll be until we get there. We're not there. This isn't our time. I am, I am an early bird. But mark my words, 100 years from now, every American's going to feel like me. Or worse. Or less. I don't know. It feels more like every year that goes by, it feels like we're closer down that road. Uh, I think we're closer now than we've ever been. If there was ever something going to happen, I think it, it, it really is going to depend on what happens this this election. This is just a midterm election. It's not generally super important to a lot of people, but I'm watching it like a hawk because I think something's primed to happen. I don't know what, but I feel it. Hmm. People are mad. Not enough. I mean, again, literally, the Supreme Court just took away bodily autonomy for women. What's everyone done? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. One thing. There's one thing I'm impressed with. Uh, people harassing the Supreme Court. Yeah. The kid who docks, the 14-year-old who docks the fucking justices and sent their information out, the people who are camping outside of their houses and actually scaring the shit out of them. Yeah. But that's the French kind of style protest Matt's talking about. No one in power is afraid yeah. of your pussy hat. No one in power is afraid of your BLM shirt. And no one in power is afraid of your clever sign. And no one gives a shit that a million people have signatures to impeach Clarence Thomas. It's not going to yep. go anywhere. It's not going to do anything. You, all you've done is give your information to a bunch of different petition sites that now are going to sell your information to the highest bidder. And that petition is going to go nowhere. Oh, not exactly. even the highest bidder, to be honest. Uh, to any and every bidder. Yeah. 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 But that's, they don't care. They, 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 no, one, no one gives a shit about your outrage. Until you your outrage about? costs money, that's all that matters. One thing I do want to mention, there's not much to talk about because it's the same shit every day. It, it's it's just cops are fucking racists, you know. It's just That's the end of it. Um, but I do want to talk about Jalen Walker and Crimo. And, and what these are is, is, is Crimo, Crimo, whatever. I don't know. Douchebag the Third, whatever his fucking name is, is the mass shooter from July 4th. and Which, by the way, was one of several shootings. But it was the big one. Uh, where you know, he got up on top of a building and shot a bunch of people at a just war parade like a fucking idiot. Uh, the right wing has been trying desperately to paint him as Antifa because there's a picture of him with colored hair. And that yeah. makes him Antifa. Even though there's pictures of him at Trump rallies, Blue Lives Matter flags. With the cover. Hold on. There's a picture with his, with the dyed hair with him having a Trump flag on his back. I've seen that one going around. Yeah, wearing like, the Trump flag as a cape. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's an absolute right winger. And we'll see, his manifesto will come out eventually, and we'll see what a white supremacy is, and no one will be fucking surprised. At the same time, evidence has come out about another arrest, which I forgot what city it is, um, by a man named Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker was pulled over for a broken taillight and ran away. He was shot over 60 times and then cuffed behind his back and then taken to the hospital to be pronounced dead. So we get a guy with a gun committing mass shootings. Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio, thank you. He gets pulled over and taken in peacefully without incident. A black man who simply ran for the crime of a taillight. Because, you know, can you really blame an unarmed black man for running from police? Because they might just shoot you and handcuff you and leave you for dead. And that's exactly what they did. The pigs gunned him down from behind. 
an unarmed man for running. Now they eventually, in the initial reports, they said was that he shot at them and he had a gun, and it's all come out that he didn't have shit and he literally just ran away. Like footage came out of the scene. And I just wanted to remind everyone that's still the America we're living in. That just because the Supreme Court is being awful does not mean we don't have an organized police force nationwide murdering black people. Now, this is not the the because now that we've started actually the, the federal government has started recording police shootings. Um, this is the the, the the deaths the police are admitting to. This is not including people who die under mysterious circumstances, people who somehow find a way to hang themselves in custody, go missing after they're arrested. None of that. This is number of people shot by police and killed is well higher than the number of mass shootings across the country, just so you know. So we want to talk about mass shooters, but we don't want to talk about the actual armed thugs who are committing the most gun violence in the country, and that is cops. And that'll be another topic again. Well, I'm sure we'll revisit that. I just want everyone to not forget it. That's going on this week, too. Before we go, what else is going on, Matt? I know there's there's another uh, mailbag issue, too, right? Yeah, so there's a couple of people that have reached out to us, but there's one I wanted to touch on. So remember, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago when we did the, uh, the This Is How Liberty Dies, where we were talking about, you know, putting it out there to our, uh, the week before we put out a, a poll about whether the people are revolutionary or reformists. Mm-hmm. And one of our followers, who's, who's a regular listener, E Pluribus Unum, had mentioned that he was a reformist and that he believed that they got better long-term results and that's why he's in that camp. So we'd responded to him in the episode. Uh, so he responded back to us, commented on the episode itself and like responding to us. So I, I don't, I had meant to write down what we had initially said that he was responding to. I forgot to do that. That's on me. Sorry, but you'll get it from context. So the first thing he's, he says is first of all, male. Cause if you guys remember, I wasn't sure if he was a male or a female. So he was responding to that. Second of all, what he said was, um, when I say better long-term results in the context of being reformist or revolutionary, I mean the systems they put in place, reformist being what he's talking about, usually stay around if not the nations themselves. Reformists typically use the power their power more effectively as they work within the system and are able to actually be able to accomplish more than those who want to he- tear things down and start anew. It could just be because most modern day revolutionaries seem to be people who spend their entire online platforms crapping on anything that isn't full blown Maoism rather than organizing for their ideals. But it seems more reformist groups are focused on things that can be accomplished, probably because they have more solutions towards the here and now uh, problems that would, wouldn't require radicalizing a lot of populations to want a left wing revolution. Latin socialist countries for our prime example, their government, their government, their governments are able to accomplish a lot within the power they are given. They also are example of what I mean by elements of both. It's the idea of the revolutionary sentiment, but looking at things that can be done ASAP. Medicine won't be socialized in a day, so maybe start with expanding an already existing healthcare program to include everything to Every, everyone. It seems to be the form of social, socialism that allows for more radicalization. That's a lot to unpack. You know, I, I, I'm sorry if I, I went too that fast with you. First of all, thank you for responding. Um, we always appreciate when, when our guests get back to us. I've said this before, I'll say it again. I, I will never shut anyone for giving us a contrary opinion. Uh, but my first thought here is, is I don't think, I don't agree with that first statement. Um, the the idea that that reformists get better long term results, I, I don't think has any basis in reality or history. Chris, I mean, you're our lo- our resident historian here. Like, I don't, 
I can't think of any instance where reformation working within the system has actually produced the results he's talking about. Do you know much about the Latin countries he's referencing? Yes. So no, it it does not happen in Latin countries. In fact, that was the worst example he could give uh, because Latin countries have violent revolutions that lead to this. Like that's why we have the Bush doctrine. That's why we have El Salvador. Well, I feel like we're talking like El Salvador and Guatemala. Um, you know, like these are nations that we like the, you know, the Iran Contra affair was about going in and funding right wing Sandinista Nazi fascist groups to stop socialist uh, government from taking hold. So, no, in fact, it's quite the opposite. Cuba was a violent revolution by Castro to overthrow a, uh, a feudalistic empire. And, you know, everyone who left was the fucking like it's why when someone's like, oh, if Castro ruined my family. It's like that's a self owned. Because if Castro bankrupted your family, your family were fucking slave owners. Um, that's who got exiled. Uh, was counter revolutionaries, and it was so basically slave owners and landholders, and the people who fought for them are the only ones who were exiled. So anyway, and again, I'm not saying Castro was perfect. He was a horrible suppressor of the of the media. Um, he he has some sins. He was not perfect by any means, uh, but he was ten times the man his predecessor was. Um, brought the literacy rate up from almost nothing to a completely literate nation. Has some of the top notch medical doctors in the world. Has free health care for everyone. And this is while, by the way, suffering a uh, what is it, almost an eighty year embargo by U.S. right now. Yeah. Like and this embargo was like medicine and like fuel and and metals and it's ridiculous. We still to this day embargo Cuba, and people say oh, socialism doesn't work because look how poor Cuba is. Cuba's poor because we're literally keeping them poor. Yeah, the largest military in the world is keeping them from trading. It's insanity they've survived. Um, that goes to that's the credit of socialism. But to to the bigger point is there are cultures where reform can work. They're like it, today, right now, if you look at like England and France, reform works a lot there. Germany reform has worked a lot, but I would argue that they got there through violent revolution. Like without yeah. the glorious revolution of 1688, you don't have a British parliament that can actually create reform change. You don't have the, the, the fucking healthcare system. They do without constant protests, you know, property destruction and all kinds of hardcore stuff that the French do. And I mean, they're on their like eighth revolution right now. Yeah, you you don't they have systematic reforms best because the government is terrified. The people will absolutely fucking burn down Paris that and, and they will. The people fucking will. I mean, yeah. the last time they tried to take and put austerity measures on the French people's pension funds from the government, the firefighters went out in the street and started fighting cops like that's how it rolls there. And so unless you have that kind of vigilance, if you have that kind of vigilance, you can have reform. But the French are a rare and exceptional case. Britain, you know, the the UK, you could argue that has had, they've had a lot of reform over time, but they're slipping too. With that Brexit, the UK is falling down a right-wing shithole just like we are right now. Um, And that's because it's become a reformist culture. And so, Reform is fine as long as you don't have people advocating for your death. But as yeah. soon as and you I, do, it doesn't and agree, matter. And yeah. I don't think reform can work here at all because what's how, reform requires compromise, kind of like that Andrew Yang thing. It's like if we're going to a middle road to what? You think that women and people of color are subhuman? You think that Jews are controlling the media against you? You know, you believe that Muslims and Satanists are poisoning your children and Democrats are baby rapists. Like, where do you compromise with that shit? You think 10 year olds should be forced to give rapist babies up? Like, where's the middle ground? There isn't one. Fuck you. There's no, not, not fuck you, but refute them. 
Fuck you to the right wingers that we're supposed to compromise with. There is no compromising, and I will not compromise with them. I will compromise with them the length of a baseball bat. This is where the right has gone batshit crazy. Democrats, I think, are pretty much right wingers almost everywhere else. Like we could, like leftists could probably find common ground with Democrats. A little, sure. But but that would have to be in a situation where the Democrats were actually the Republicans and the left were actually the Democrats. Like, that's where you would have to start with that. And, and again, I want to be clear, to, to Ui Pluribus Unum, we are talking in the context of U.S. I won't deny that, this, that ref, reformist policies can work in other countries. Chris doesn't either. I don't think Kay does either. Here in the U.S., there's no evidence of that. I mean... We've got people like Bernie Sanders who've been trying to work from within for their entire career. And while, again, I think it was, um, who was it that made the argument? We had this discussion, it was Pat, I think, last week, who made the point that Bernie had mobilized and turned a lot of more centrist people to the left. And I give him credit for that. But as far as affecting real change, he hasn't done much. Um, you know, and then I want to go on here. There's one more bit because I had responded to the, to them to let them know, hey, you know, we'll, we'll get to you this uh, this next yeah. episode. And again, I'm sorry it took a couple of weeks there, but other things I think were more prevalent to be discussed, so we can get to a mailbag. But when I I told him that we would respond, he said, um, in addition, I keep saying typically because he said typically a lot in his first response. Because I acknowledge that I am generalizing it. it probably depends on individual definitions. I'm not going to sit here and claim all revolutionaries are bad or have got, all gone to shit. But at least – I don't think we were thinking you were saying that. But at least in America, reform is really the only viable way to the le- for the left to grow power. Take the U.S. Communist Party in the 30s and 40s. They shifted from a revolutionary strategy to a reformist one. And they grew, grew to be such a viable force. The U.S. spent the uh, 50s and 60s trying to stop them. Not trying. They did stop them. That's yeah. that, And that's – this is where I think you're missing something. I agree with everything you said up until the point where you completely forget that they were stamped out. They didn't succeed. They failed. And they failed – because they weren't revolutionaries. They didn't fix anything. They got they grew and then the US was like, no, we're not gonna do this, and then put the boot to them. Well, and, and let's they also were remember gone. they failed because they were also infiltrated by counterprolo uh, yes. organizations. The FBI took them down. The CIA and FBI yeah. take down every socialist organization there is. Yeah. And so, and so I, I think I there get... is no compromise with that. Yeah, you ha- it's revol- yeah. You have to be revolutionary at that point because the the government will absolutely come for every single leftist. There is no leftist org that doesn't have an FBI agent in it. Just end a fucking story. Yeah, and I think that's where the crux of this disagreement is going to come in for us uh, with you, E pluribus unum. Uh, it's it's that I I hear what you're saying. The thing is, is where you're seeing success. I don't think lines up with the facts. Like you're claiming all these successful endeavors by reformists and, and and the evidence doesn't support that. And I think that's, and again, if you're a reformist, that's, that that's fine. You're allowed to be, but the reason why we, at least Chris and I in this instance are, are disagreeing with you is because your argument for being so doesn't equal the facts. If you give me better evidence, I'm open to being, having my mind changed. But the reason I've gone from the reformist side to the revolutionary side is because the evidence doesn't fit the argument. You know, to go back to what we were talking about before, it's like I try to be as open as I can to new ideas, but like, give me proof. Yeah, <laughs> Convince I think me. The, the, Show the me. The idea of wanting reform is a good one. 
Yes. And reform works in a system that works. But when you have a system that is broken and doesn't give a shit about its people and is for, it exists for the sole purpose of profit and oppression, there, there is no compromise with it. There is no middle ground to be had. And so you cannot. Yeah. Most of the comments we get are people just agreeing with us. And don't get me wrong. I, I love people telling us we're right. It's fucking awesome. Feels well, great. We are. But yeah, but uh, I always appreciate it when we get people like him. He's on our side. Like yeah. he's a, he is a leftist, and he's uh, at I our spend back. Half and... my time either agreeing or fighting with people who him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same. same. So yeah, no. Anybody, if you have a dissenting opinion, that's great. Bring it in because I I love talking about it. Yeah, and, and I, I welcome that because while I agree, the only people that you know we fight with more than right wingers is leftists. I actually enjoy having these conversations and even the fight that, that we had earlier in this episode, however much you guys do or do not get to hear about it. There's, there ends up being value because we take something away from it. Um, and that's, I think where the left benefits in, in these arguments, whereas with the right, you're just usually shouting at a wall. Yeah, pretty much. And so hearing a different side of another uh, uh, from our opinions. I mean, granted we're, we're in a bit of a, a fishbowl here. We're in a little bit of a circle jerk of opinions, but even we can disagree. And I like hearing it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I've said, it. I agree. I think that's wonderful. Bring it in yeah. every cool. time. Thanks, bud. Uh, I think that's going to do it for, for the mailbag for now. Uh, if anybody has any other comments about any other episodes, comment, email us, do your thing. Oh, one last thing. Uh, it's not going to happen right away, but we did hit another milestone. So we will be doing a listener so bonus. Finally coming up shaved here. my head. Yep. Yep. Going all to the base, bud, to the base. We'll probably be doing some polls to see what you guys would like from that. We might have another listener on. Uh, I know there's a couple people we've engaged with more chaotic socialists might want to come on, talk about the DSA or something like that. I don't know. We might have another, you guys pick the topic. Uh, we got them all in over, but uh, keep an eye out for our, on our Twitter for, you know, the announcement. All right. Well, thank you for being here with us for this one. I know, again, it was another long one, but the world's a goddamn dumpster fire and we're here to talk about it. But we love you guys. You are absolutely amazing and wonderful. And don't go anywhere. Don't forget about us. Email Matt. He's very lonely. And uh, keep the conversations going. Like we said, talk about the water cooler. Everything's going straight to shit. Keep talking about it, get mad about it. <clears throat> and eventually, if you see someone committing an act of vandalism or property destruction during a protest, no, you fucking didn't. Stop filming that shit. Turn your fucking airplane mode on or don't bring your cell phone. If you're going to march down the street with your cell phone on taking pictures in a pussy hat, just don't go. This is why black people don't want to march with you. Stop being a whiny cry, cry baby wipers. Anyway, until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. The revolution is you. Fuck you, Matt. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.